Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. When it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. What's going on, man? I can close the review 2.0, a.k.a. Sideline Pass. Um, we still ticket and kick it, man, like a Timex, man. You know what I mean? We in the building, man. This is your man, the mayor, left-handed. You know what I mean? However you want to slice it or whatever. A lot of stuff going on in the world of sports, man. But, um, you know, we still got to make it happen, man. I know we're supposed to be here at 8 and all that, but we in the building. It's not a little bit after 9 o'clock. It's not my fault. Blame it on the MTA, man. Yeah, I mean, but don't even blame it on the NCA. Blame it on uh, situations that are beyond the control. All right, um, up here, up here in, in in the city, man, and and and, and you know, you never can tell what's going on. You know, you can make your plans to uh, you know do what you know need to do and be where you need to be, but you can never really depend on that, man. You know, and, and tonight was one of those instances. But nevertheless, we in the building, live and direct. You know what I mean? Hump Day Wednesday, a lot of stuff to get into, man. NBA is wilding right now. You know what I mean? We had two coaches who were uh, fired today, all right? Um, we got, you know, the COVID protocol thing is still in effect, heavy. Um, you know, we're going to get into that, man. I think that, you know, where where I'm at personally with it is now I haven't gotten the shot, and I don't plan on taking no shot. Period. You know what I mean? Um, first, I was just trying to, you know, do my own little research on that, you know, the COVID-19, the vaccines and all that. It's a whole lot of different variations of it. And, you know, now you see people that, you know, taking the shot and they're still, you know, passing away. Who knows? They had might have had something else going on with them. And who knows? But I'm not here for no excuses and no plausible explanations. I'm not here for none of that. So, again, at the end of the day, I do my due diligence. I go outside. I wear two masks. I wear a face shield. And um, I would do it even after I did, you know, get vaccinated. So it's really not a difference, man. But, um, you know, the, the conflicting, you know, stories that you get, we understand that this country right here, especially this country, is, is about capitalism. It's about entrepreneurship and commercialism. So you're not going to tell me that, oh, yeah, you got to get the shot, you got to do this, you got to do that, and you got to do the third, and selling me on some propaganda where now, uh, on the other hand, you're telling me, oh, well, Yankee Stadium will be 100% capacity on Friday. So I'm, I'm not really with the, with the conflicting you know, uh, uh, reports and stories and all of that. So, again, you know, this is a situation where you definitely have to do your own research, um, you know, 
your own opinion, you know, how, you know, how you are, what your health is like or whatever, and can't nobody really tell you what to do. But again, do what's best for you, you know, because somebody else is not going to give a damn about you straight like that. And you've seen that in this last, you know, 13, 14 months we're dealing with this pandemic thing. Nobody else cares, all right? And people will say that they care, but they don't. Because if they did, they would be a lot smarter about what they're doing now. You know what I mean? So, but I'm not going to get into that, man. I'm not here to really discuss, you know, the ins and outs and the ups and downs of COVID-19. Um, but I'm just telling you where I'm at with it. You know, and and if you if, if you agree, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. You know what I mean? Because again, I don't care what you think. So again, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um. Not going to get into Kevin Durant yet. Kevin Durant, we already know that he's the best player in the NBA. We talked about him when he was still at Texas. They were making, you know, comments about him, you know, him being one of, you know, the top scorers going into the NBA. His career is going to be long. And it seems like that's what's going to happen. The um, other stuff, you know, notwithstanding, you know, to him leaving, you know, one team to go to another and all of that, you know, he's still Kevin Durant. He's, he's still building on his legacy. Um, get a quick score update, man. Um, in Philadelphia series in the Eastern Conference, semis is tied at two between the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, game uh, game five right now in the third quarter, about seven and a half minutes to go. Uh, the Sixers lead Atlanta 72 to 49. All right, and we got um, game five of the Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz tonight. Um, talking about the NBA playoffs, man. I, I, I'm I'm really thinking that it's a you know day by day thing. You know, you know if you win the game, you're live. You're great. You're, you're a superstar. You're, you're you're the best ever. You're the greatest in all time history and all that. Then you lose the next game and nobody talks about you no more. Um, when you have a team like the Philadelphia 76ers who have a team that's built to win a championship, period. You know they got a, they got a they got a, a beast in the middle, Joel and B, who at times doesn't play like it. Um, they've got you know uh, alleged you know scorers and you know um, you know Ben Simmons, but he, you know he's more on the defensive side. You got Tobias Harris who contributes. You got a bunch of other guys. Um, you know Shake Milton. You got you know some other guys. You know even Dwight Howard. He just can't get a ring with the Lakers last year. Um, when it comes down to fundamentals, these you know these new cats, the ones that are supposed to carry the NBA into the next you know to the next you know 15, 15 years are not doing the job. They're not getting the job done. And I'm tired myself. I'm tired of regurgitating the same thing. It's about fundamentals. All right, when you're winning a game by 35 and 40 points, it's easy to beat your chest. You know what I mean? Make all these histrionics and make all this noise like you're like you're doing something. But when you're down a basket and you need a basket, why can't you get it? That's the question I would have for these young cats, man. Nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math. That's the question I would have for these cats. Okay, and the difference between a Kevin Durant and a Joel Embiid or a Giannis Antetokounmpo is that Kevin Durant is who he is. He's not trying to play into a role 
and trying to, you know, um, be one of these internet athletes or one of these, you know, uh, social media superstar dudes that when everything is going good, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the greatest that ever did it. You're, you're, you're teasing other people. You're laughing at people and stuff like that. And when it's going bad, you're crying like Joel and B. Well, you really don't know what to say, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's why I have to give Kevin Durant his respect. I mean, people might not like him because he speaks his mind. And I'm not mad at that. You know, the, the leaving, you know, uh, a team to join another team, you know, uh, we already know that story, so I'm not going to rehash it. That was his thing. That was his doing. He decided to do that. All right? And he went and got him some rings. Okay? But he contributed. Um, his performance last night, he was the Milwaukee Bucks, speaks volumes to who he is as a person and a player because my thing was Kevin Durant never had to lead a team. He always had somebody to play off of, whether it was Steph Curry, whether it was Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Clay Thompson, you know what I mean? And even this year with the with Kyrie Irving and, and, and James Harden again. But when it comes to situations where you have to carry the weight, I think Kevin Durant showed last night that he could do that and more. All right. Um, and that's the difference between Kevin Durant, a Joel Embiid, and a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, I don't want to come down too hard on Giannis Antetokounmpo because, again, he does it to himself. Okay, he's one of the alleged faces of the league, can never get it done. And last night was a glaring, a glaring example of Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of those dudes who aren't, you know, isn't what he's made out to be. All right. I can even take Joel Embiid getting beat by Kawhi Leonard in the Eastern Conference, um, with the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe. And, you know, with a last second shot, Joel Embiid, you know, crying after the game and things of that nature. But he's, he, he's got to do something to live that down. All right. So he's had his moment. But Giannis Antetokounmpo was a dude where they try to, you know, kind of, you know, force him on you. You know, he's got a Milwaukee Bucks team, even though, yeah, they're playing in a small market. That's not an excuse. They have a team that's good enough to win and win right now. Why, why can't they do it? You got to ask Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, their, their shortcomings, you know, we've been talking about them for the last two or three years now. I think, in my opinion, um, the player that they should have kept was Malcolm Brogdon. I think they should have kept Malcolm Brogdon, you know, to go along with what they have right now, which would have been a great, you know, a decent thing for them. But it's all about Giannis Antetokounmpo and him playing up to his expectations. All right, it's easy to play when you're up by 30 points. But when you're down by a point and you need a basket, why can't they trust you? You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is garbage from the line. And I don't want to call him a garbage player because he's not. But he's making it a lot harder for people who believe in him and who want him to do good. You know, it's, it's really starting to look like Giannis Antetokounmpo is not that guy. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But again, he's you know don't 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 let the 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 popularity poll and the histrionics blind you from what really goes on on the basketball court. All right, um, 
Milwaukee Bucks have been a team that's been on the precipice. People, you know, been trying to give them their respect and say, okay, Milwaukee's only through it because they have Giannis, they have this guy, they went and got a point guard and, and, and Drew Holiday, and they don't get it done. They should really be looking at a 3-2 lead in this series going back into Milwaukee for game six, and that's the bottom line. That's it. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then when you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, saying that, and I quote, he is the best player in the world right now, unquote, when speaking of Kevin Durant. I mean, what type of alpha, alpha male says that about another person? You're supposed to talk about yourself as being the best player in the world. But maybe Giannis knows something that we all know. That when it's that time, you just, you know, you're not you're not built for it. And I don't want to hear the fact about, well, Giannis hasn't really been playing basketball that long and this and that and the third. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Because when everything is going good, you're flexing your muscles and, you know, you're doing all this stuff that people do when they have their moment. Okay? Um, why didn't Giannis have to keep on guard Kevin Durant? If he feels like he's the best player in the world, how can you, if you feel like you're good, well, the NBA and, and social media thinks that Giannis Antetokounmpo was one of the best players in the world. How come he wasn't on Kevin Durant? I have a lot of questions about Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know. I finally learned how to say his name right now. He wants to start playing like garbage. You know, um, I, I don't understand why you know, in, in this world, this NBA of today, that we don't have the best defenders playing the best scorers. Okay? Go back to the Sixers-Hawks series. While, you know, Doc Rivers is putting Danny Green on Trey Young when you got a healthy Ben Simmons running around. You know what I mean? So I, I think that you've got to, you know, figure out what the deal is with a guy like Giannis who, you know, really doesn't look like he has the heart. And Kevin Durant just took his heart. He took the whole, you know, he took the whole team's heart, put it on his back and said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And he did it, you know. And after the fact, talking about it after the fact, it's kind of late. Now that Santacumpo is not a small dude. Now that Santacumpo might be like six, what, six eleven, And he, he, and he's, you know, shies away from playing Kevin Durant. Okay, I think that when you when you when you have, especially in the NBA, the NBA is about you know all your matchups and, and taking advantage of them and how you move from one into the other. You know, I think when you can you know move around and 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 and, and, and play off of one person and kind of like show a double, you could show a double. It's easy. This is old-fashioned stuff that we're talking about. But these new, these newfangled dudes are so caught up in wanting to do it their way, and they get left out there looking stupid. And you know how I give it up. I'm not afraid to call it what it is. I say a lot of stuff, man, that gets repeated, you know, two or three weeks down the line. So I know people are listening. And shout out to them, you know. But I think that, you know, Giannis can't be blamed for everything because, again, Mike Budenholzer, who's a coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, why would he have 
you know, you know, one of his, you know, biggest players, and I felt talk about uh, Lopez. You know, when he's got Jeff Green on him, why didn't they take advantage of that matchup? You know, you still got these guys out on the perimeter that are six foot twenty, and you got a six foot three guy playing on them, and there's definitely an advantage, a size advantage going on. You know, and I think that they don't take advantage of it. What are you scared of? You know, so I think that um, in, in that in that context of it, that's what makes guys like Kevin Durant great. You know, Kevin Durant will take a team and put it on his back and come out with, you know, all-time numbers, you know, 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, two blocks. What do you say to that? Okay. 49 points means he was doing his number. He's doing his job. That's Kevin Durant. 17 rebounds means he was active on the boards. 10 assists means that he was getting his other teammates involved. So when is Giannis Antetokounmpo going to do that? And not for nothing, when is Joel Embiid going to do that? Okay? I mean, you see what's happening, you know, even when you take it over to the Western Conference side with the Utah Jazz and, you know, them doing their numbers and stuff like that and, and, and the Clippers dealing with, you know, their injury situation. Here we go again. With Kawhi Leonard, you know, and, and again, you know, this is not—it's not a good look. It goes back to what we said earlier, man. You know, when the NBA decided to come back in this fashion, it was about the money. But at the end of the day, they got to do what they got to do because they don't want to lose that money, you know. And now they're, they're kind of like the 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 um, proverbial chickens are coming home to roost now because. All these superstar players are getting hurt. Not the guys where you can, you know, say they'll miss a game and whatever, they'll come back. These superstar guys, the guys that, you know, have you tuning into the games, the ones that you want to hear talk about, the ones that you defend in the barbershops, the ones that the casual fans all of a sudden take an interest in. They're not playing because they're hurt. And I think that this was a, you know, this was a thing, man, where, you know, this NBA, you know, Adam Silver, they wanted to, you know, make sure that, you know, they were getting, they were pleasing their TV partners because that's where they get the money from. And I think that when you talk about that, man, um, you know, the Chris Paul thing, notwithstanding, shout out to Chris Paul, man. I hope that he, you know, he, he's, he's, he's bad luck Barry out this piece. He can never, you know, get into a situation where he's just totally healthy and he's going for a championship. It's whether it's his leg, it's his shoulder, it's his knee, it's his foot. Uh, now he's dealing with, you know, the COVID restriction thing. You know what I mean? Um, and he's been, you know, vaccinated. So that goes back to my earlier point. So, again, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, when you have, you know, a, 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 a league, which is basically, which is a business, that's, that's first. First. And you have to kind of like, you know, do, do what it tells you to do. But this is what happens. Um, I think that, again, it's not all the, you know, NBA's fault because, again, you have a players association 
and the Players Association, you know, signed off on it. Because why? Because money talks. And I think that, um, you know, we're starting to see now the cost of, and no pun intended, the cost of, you know, doing business. Because these, these players are getting, you know, um, injured. All seven teams that are left in the playoffs in the NBA have one significant absence, either injury or COVID-19 protocol. Okay. Um, a bunch of the teams have already, you know, been eliminated from the playoffs. And, and, and those teams were, you know, um, had the shortest offseason of them all. Okay. Um, the Lakers lost Anthony Davis. The Nuggets lost Jamal Murray. The Celtics lost Jalen Brown. And, um, again, I, I don't want to keep saying that it's somebody's fault. It's not. It's just what it is. I mean, the NBA wanted to come back. The NBA, you know, made it clear to the players that they were coming back, and this is what it is. And the Players Association, which is led by Chris Paul, accepted it. Okay? Um, And then you turn around and look at this season and the ramifications of after this NBA season is over, you've got to have the Olympics that's supposed to be taking place this summer in Tokyo. So that's going to shorten your that's going to shorten your off season even more. So then that puts you in the risk of getting hurt next year, or you might get hurt in the Olympics. So I don't know, man. It's it's just you know understanding you know what it is as a sports fan. You want to look at it as strictly sports, but you can't because you know sports is a business, and I think that um, you know in, in the NBA's case, they they took a bet that its brand means more than the players who make up that brand. You know, um, I don't think fans are going to be interested in, you know, the postseason, especially in the NBA, in years to come, if every team is missing key players and the best teams are perceived not to be in the hunt. You know, the play, the fans want to see the superstars. I want to see the superstars. You know, and and, and I thought about it. And um, I'm gonna put this in. There. I'm gonna put this out there. When is the last time in any sport, you know, that we've seen a, a, a great series with everybody's healthy and everybody's 100 percent healthy? Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, even boxing. Because remember, Deontay Wilder said he was, you know, dealing with a situation where he had on this thing was 45 pounds, and you know that was his excuse that he wasn't right in the second fight against um, Tyson Fury. Their third fight is happening July 24th. Um, again, you know, when is the last time we had a series where everybody was completely healthy at 100 percent and both teams went at it? Both of the, you know, the top teams in the league was having a playoff series and everybody was healthy. When is that? When was when was the last time that we saw that? So you know, when you think about it, you know, um, and I'm talking about basketball now because that's you know that you know the, the playoffs are here, the second round of the playoffs getting ready to be conference final time, and you know this is the best part of the season right here. This is where you want to see the 
you know, the Chris Pauls and, and, and those guys and, and, and everybody else do their thing. You know, now that LeBron James and the Lakers aren't in it, you know, and he's the one now, he wants to keep his name in the mix, okay, by talking about he knew that this was going to happen at the start of the season. Well, you're the one that decided to play, and everybody follows you, sir. Mr. Space Jam, too. Everybody follows you. So I'm quite sure if you said, yo, look, check this out. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to play. But you didn't want to do that because you know, you know what it is. So you can't, you know, talk, you know, hindsight is 2020. So now you want to talk about what you knew was going to happen. And you missed a bunch of the season anyway and didn't have anything to do with COVID. You was hurt. Your man, Anthony Davis, was hurt. So now for you to say, well, they didn't want to, you know, this is, this is, this is a quote. They all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars have missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league, and fans are missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. Speak for the health of all players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. Unquote. I think that that was a message to the fans. Okay, but that also was like, okay, I'm not around. I'm still going to have my name in it. This is me. I got. I still have to have my, my stamp on what's going on in the postseason, even though my team is at it. All right? So I think that when you talk about a guy like LeBron and how he, how he moves and stuff like that, I'm not going to, you know, say anything bad about him. But he just, you know, says a lot of stuff, man. Again, you know, he had money, you know, vested in this situation too. All right. I think that you just gotta, you know, deal with it the way it is, man. If if you know people are hurt, people are not able to perform and not able to, um, you know, play in, in big series that the postseason that people want to see, you just have to chalk that up. You just have to chalk that up. But I think that also it's it's a bad look because nobody wants to be responsible. Nobody wants to take the initiative to say, you know what. You know, we, 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 we messed up. We jumped out the window. Nobody wants to turn money down. We all knew it was about the money. We all knew that. We all knew it. But nobody's going to say, hey, I got enough money. I could sit out a year. Let me, let, you know, some, some players did. You know, in, in baseball and in football. And if you have any in basketball, let me know. But I think that, um, you know, this, this, this you know, pandemic thing what we're dealing with, you know, they're dealing with it seriously, but not seriously enough. When the money starts to become a factor, then everybody's, you know, palms get itchy. Everybody's talking about, oh, we got to get back, and we got to get back, and we got to get back. Why? At the risk of what? So Chris Paul, who's been, you know, we know, we know his history. We know what he's been through. 
finally get to the situation where, you know, we can feel like, okay, he's going to the Western Conference Finals, Phoenix Suns doing their number, and, you know, finally he gets hit with the COVID. Can't do nothing about that. But again, didn't he get vaccinated? I'm going to leave that alone, man. I'm going to move on to something else. I've got a few minutes left, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. Get at me on Twitter at RMDS. Get at me, man, on Facebook. Got the Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. That's the name of the group on Facebook. Get at my crew, new knockoffs radio in the building. Um, I got a single that's out right now. It's called Summertime, man. It's on all your streaming platforms. All right? Uh, my name is RMDS. That's how, that's what I, um, that's my name I use when I rhyme. I um, shout out to Pothole City. Um, the name of the record again is called Summertime. It's on all your streaming platforms. All right. Um, I wanted to get into my Yankees a little bit right now, but I don't. I don't want to make myself mad. I think that the Yankees right now have to display. You know, they just have to figure it out. You know, um, we know what it, we know what they're doing. We know what they're not doing. All right. I don't want to worry about those. You know, substances on the baseball and all of that. And I don't want to worry about that, man. You know, because again, how are they, how is Major League Baseball going to, you know, suspend players for having, you know, uh, sticky stuff or whatever you want to call it, tack, tack, sticky tack or whatever on their hands or on the baseball? And they didn't suspend the Houston. How many Houston Nationals got suspended for cheating, for the cheating scandal? How many? So again, it's it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of you know talking on the both sides of your net going on here, and I for one don't really even want to you know discuss it or feel like to give it any 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 substance. You know, um, when you talk about the um, guys like you know Tyler Glasnow who admitted to it, like yo, it it helps me. He said he used some sunscreen on the baseball to give him a little grip. I don't think they think about, you know, spin rates or if the ball's going to curve or anything like that. It just is what it is. Don't they put – now let's get let, let's get technical now. When they're making the baseballs, don't they rub the baseballs in some kind of substance to make the base – to have the, the, give the baseball a grip? So there's already a substance on the baseball, already. There's already a substance on the baseball. Now, Tyler Glasnow said that he didn't use anything in a couple of starts, and, you know, he, he, he ended up getting injured. He has a partially torn, uh, what is it, UCL, okay? And he's got a flexor tendon strain. So I think that, again, when, you know, you talk about guys who are actually out there doing the work, he's a pitcher. He's, he, he would know. Okay, um, you're putting these guys, you know, you know, you put these guys, you know, uh, careers on the line. Man, Glass knows 27 years old, um, and he's you know one of those pitchers that you know you keep your eye on. Okay, um, but this guy, man, you know, he 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 said it, he said it. You know, these this this substance thing and foreign substances. I'm, I I don't think that you should put you know motor oil on a baseball or anything like that. I just think that if, you know whatever you use to help you grip the baseball, you should you should be alright with it. You know what I mean? They use pine tar on the back, okay. And then here's another thing with me with baseball, which kind of bugs me out. 
soon as the ball touches the dirt, you get the ball out of the game. So how actually how many pitch how many pitches are these guys throwing with alleged foreign substances on the baseball? A guy hits the ball in the stands as a foul ball, that ball is gone. The ball hits the dirt, the ball's out of there. So how many pitches are you actually you know throwing with a alleged foreign substance on the ball? Now they're talking about they're gonna do um uh, uh, random checks on the pitchers, random checks on the batters. What the hell is that? Then you talking about you want to speed up the game? How, how is that going to speed up the game? How is that speeding up the game? So I, I just think that a lot of you know a lot of this stuff going on, man, is really, really you know getting to the point of you don't even want to you know be a fan of this stuff no more or be interested in it anymore because. In the in in the in the in the um, context and in the in the manner of trying to police the game, okay, you're making the game that much tougher to watch or pay attention to or be interested in. It's less about what happens on the field and more about what happens off the field with the you know foreign substances policy and you know uh, the you know protocols and injuries and all of this, man, we said it. We said it even before LeBron jumped out the window with it. We said it. That these guys were coming back too soon. All of them. All of them coming back too soon. And I, and again, it's going to be a problem going forward. And nobody wants to speak about that because everybody's interested in how much money everybody will make, and 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 what's the what what's you know what's the the market value and all this stuff like that, man. Um, so when you when you really figure out, you know what's going to happen, and, and, and as far as getting past this you know situation where we are now, um, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better, and I, and I hate to and I hate to say it like that because you know every, you know everybody's talking out of both sides of the net. They're telling you, okay, it's you know it's okay, it's fine, everything is opening back up. Why is everything opening back up? Because people need to make money. So when people start you know dropping off and there's no people left to to work, what are you going to do then? So I, I I I don't I don't know, man. Is that Bob in the building? Yeah, it is. Here's the sad part, where that goes. Some states, have, you know, haven't even uh, haven't done can, uh, haven't even done a year of phase two, and keep going right. back to phase one. I mean, you know, you could talk about what what my home state is doing in Florida. We could talk about what uh, what's going on in you know you know in you know in Georgia and in Texas because those are the three big ones. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Florida, Georgia, and Texas are ready to go are are ready to uh, have a phase three. I don't think we should go back fully. If there was a phase three, I'd be getting it to where businesses will op- will open up earlier and stay open later and go to a sixty six percent capacity. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, people got to work. That'll help to get more people back to work. 
But, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I mean, you know, it's getting to be to where it's stubborn. I mean, you know, and it's, it's sad. It's sad that we had to see things like the uh, salary cap go down instead of going up in football because of this. But you know what? There's only so much that can be done. And the advertising mm-hmm. money means more than the ticket sale. But, you know, but right. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean the ticket sale doesn't mean something because look what's happened to right. the gap. So there's a lot to look at. Um, I, I said something earlier, a few minutes ago, man. I wanted to, 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 to see if you can um, remember or shed some light on it. When's the last time in any sport, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever, that we've had a series or a big game that everybody wanted to see where everybody that was involved in the game was 100%. When's the last time that happened? Preseason? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't tell I mean, you if I wanted no, I to. Mean, right, right. And, and and I think that's one of the problems, man. We, we You know, we have these, you know, big series. And, you know, as far as, you know, like a basketball, maybe a baseball, even like a football, so to speak. You have big games that you want to see. Somebody's out. Somebody who's crucial to the game is out. And I'm just wondering, I was just wondering, when is the last time that we had, you know, we sat and we watched the series and we watched the basketball game or whatever the, whatever the case may be when everybody was 100%. And I even brought up boxing because Deontay Wilder even had an excuse after he lost to, 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 uh, to Tyson Fury in the second fight. Okay? It's like when you lose a game, nobody's 100%. Everybody got some fly excuse about what happened and what they would have did or what they could have did. So, I mean, I mean, and for me, it's back to, you know, as much as people want to try to downplay the quote-unquote, un, you know, old school, whatever, whatever, those dudes showed up. Everybody was there. Everybody yeah. played. Here's a concept. There's a concept uh-huh. that needs to be looked at. It's, it's been around for a number of years. The best players play. And the best players generally mean the healthiest players, too. It's a concept. I think we need to start looking at it. I mean, again, like, when you talk about that in, in that context, look at the NBA right now. You know, you know, the best players are all, you know, majority of them are injured for one reason or another. You know what I mean? Whether it be COVID, <clears throat> be it, you know, Whatever's going on, and that kind of like takes away from the from the from the aura of the particular you know game or series that we want to watch because the best players aren't playing. So if you're going to go with you know the guys who are available, it's like okay, but uh, this is not what I wanted. What if so and so would have been in the game, or you know if so and so was playing, then this would be a whole you know this would be a whole different series. Like they tried to sell us on Kevin Durant when he was still with Golden State. You know what I'm saying? When he when when his uh when when he injured his calf, when he injured his calf, it was like, oh, they don't have Kevin Durant, they can't do what they need to do. Oh, if they would have had Kevin Durant, they would have did this. If they had Kevin Durant, they would have did that. This season, you talk about people with the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my, uh, uh, Clay Thompson's out. Okay, what is Steph going to do with all these young guys? Okay, so again, it's always something. Somebody's always out that means a lot to the particular game. So. Again, that you know that takes the interest away from the people who want to watch it from you know as 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 uh, purists. 
And when I say purists, they want to watch the game for the game. They're not interested in all the commercialized commercialism and, and all the nonsense and the other stuff that goes on with it. They want to watch it for the joy of the game. And that's, and that's being taken away from us. Why? Because every pitch is being sponsored by Goodyear. Every at-bat is sponsored by, uh, uh, um, you know, Cash App or something like that. That's, you know, that, that, I don't know. I'm not interested in that. So now to add on to that, you have these, you know, this, this, this season, these last two years, which, you know, you can't, you can't help because of the health pandemic going on, but they're still trying to twist and milk every dollar that they can out of, you know, the, the, the TV partners, the fans, and, and, and at a cost of the players' health, the players' mind frame, because, again, you've got a lot of players who said, no, I'm not playing. I'm opting out. And I'll give you an example of one, and one who's having a, a great season right now is a baseball player, Buster Posey, from the San Francisco Giants. He sat out last year. He said, I'm not going to play. And now this year, he's, he's, having, he's a renaissance. Buster Posey should be in the All-Star game this year. I almost forgot about Buster Posey. And you know Buster Posey's my guy. You know what I mean? So, again, it can go both ways. If Buster, you know, he said, you know what, I'm not going to play. And then he came back and, you know, he, 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 like he ain't missed a step. So, again, man, you know, it can work both ways. And I guess it's up to the individual. But again, at the end of the day, man, you know, it kind of takes the it takes the it takes the, the 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 focus off of the strategy of the game, and it has everybody talking about who's going to play, who's not going to play, you know, what the COVID protocols are going to be, and 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 outside of the you know the injury stuff, and you know we got to deal with that now. That's another situation that can you know prevent or you know hinder someone from you know playing and in, in, in participating. You know, is the COVID thing before it was just a knee injury. A foot injury, you know, you would be out for the year with Tommy John. Okay, we know what the deal is with that. But now you gotta, you know, you gotta cross your fingers and hope that you know no other star players get lost to the situation that we're dealing with. And Chris Paul, like, what the hell is going on? This dude can't catch a break every single year. When this comes down to playoff time, he's injured, he's hurt, he's got to go through something. Now he's in the Western Conference Finals. And he, you know, we, and he's in COVID protocols. It's crazy. But again, like you said, man, they, you know, the, these leagues have to get their money. Um, they have to do what they, they have to do what they have to do. And um, another thing that you said, you know, these players that are available, Bob, they got to step up. Absolutely, these players that you know, if if, if you're the next man up, if if so and so a star player is out. And you do what you got to do. Now it's your time to get your shine. Because well, that's me, the reason why you're here. Go ahead. Well, let me give let me give an example here of one here. I'll go with my Miami uh-huh. Dolphins. Uh-huh. You know, the uh, the one thing they worried mm-hmm. about was their running game. You know, and any running back they would use, you know, were always getting injured or dealing with COVID, you know, or something like that. They wound up using mm-hmm. a running back that was picked in the seventh round in Gaskin. You know, and when I saw the Dolphins not pick up a running back at all within the first four rounds, and they really didn't pick up a running back at all, I said, that's great. Because I said, Gaskin was doing so much, you know, and, you know, and just and just giving his all that he deserves a chance to be a starter. He deserves a shot at trying to become a starting quarterback. I mean, you know, so 
look at what happened when you step up, you break out. I mean, you know, it's like the NFL when they when they would have a uh, when they'd have a uh, when they would have a strike. There'd be a player strike, and you'd have scab players come in. There'll be a player that comes out of that that winds up being somebody. So, you know, I, I mean, mean and, and, and that's right. That's right. I mean, again, that's what you're there for. You know, you got to, you know, the next man up. You got to be ready when it's your turn. Um, again, you you don't know when that turn is going to be, but in these circumstances, man, you definitely have to be prepared, man. And and, and again, um, you know, these injuries are becoming too much, and I think it's a, you know, in, in baseball. You know, um, it's much to do about nothing, man. And, and I don't mean that to say the injuries are, you know, to 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 belittle them or anything like that. But when you talk about, you know, the baseball, um, you know, putting falling substances on the ball, and you're going to have random checks and all of this and things of that nature, it helps the pitcher, but it doesn't help them to a degree that they they're cheating the game. Because Bob, I, I said this, I said this, and, and let me know what you think. How many? pitches are actually how many baseballs are actually being used with quote unquote foreign substances on them because like i said if a ball hits the dirt they take the ball out the game okay if if somebody fouls off a ball that ball is gone and don't they put something on the ball when they're making them baseballs and i think they make them in columbia or something they rub something they rub some kind of red clay or red dirt on the baseball anyway so what are we talking about Exactly. And why why do you get why do you get in trouble for pine tar for Pete's sakes? Right. When pine tar when, when pine tar is laying on the arm deck circle and they use pine tar on the back and they got pine tar on pine tars on the helmets. That's why the helmets are so black. But that's pine tar. So I mean I don't I'm not understanding. Somebody gotta help me. Somebody that's a lot smarter than me gotta help me understand. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, my dude. No, and I agree. Yeah, they're talking out of both sides of the neck, man, and it really makes no sense. So, again, um, I kind of agree with the Tampa Bay Rays pitcher, Tyler Glasnow. He's like, yo, man, um, listen, I I use, he said he uses, like, um, sunscreen. And I'm not imagining that sunscreen is going to affect the spin rate of the baseball, my dude. It's just helping him give him a, a grip on the ball. Now, again, when he said he didn't use it, now he's dealing with a torn UCL. Flexor tendon strain. And, and, and again, when you, when you put players on the spot like they did, um, Garrett Cole, you know, going a couple of weeks back when they had an interview with him and they asked him, he was stuck. He was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, uh, you know what I'm saying? He didn't want to just put it out there because he didn't want to jam himself up. But this is not a situation where it's like, you know, with Gaylord Perry, when they knew Gaylord Perry was doing something to the baseball. The Gaylord Perry, man, is, 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 a, is, is, a, is a picture that people talk about. And why, when you talk about Gaylord Perry, what do you talk about? The, the, the grease ball, the spit ball, whatever, whatever kind of ball he was throwing. And it's ha, 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 just laughed at. Looked at one of the great, you know, one of the great players of the game, Gaylord Perry. Then you talk about a guy like Phil Negro, who had a knuckleball. He didn't put nothing on the ball. He just took care of his fingernails to make sure that he he could have a, a knuckleball grip. So is that illegal? I'm I'm just saying. 
I mean, they, they try to do all this different stuff, man, in, in, the, in, the great na- in the name of improving the game, which just turns a lot of people off. And these new people, um, these younger people, they don't really have an idea. And then they say, you know, to the people like, you know, people of a certain age like myself and yourself, to say, oh, you're just being mad and, uh, you know, it's time for change and stuff like that. No, nah. no, nah. that's an excuse. That's a cop-out. That's a cop-out, you know? And on the other side of the injury situation, it shortened the season. So why these dudes, you know, all of this, you know, um, what's, the, what's the word that they would say? Um, um, oh, God, what's the word that they say, Bob, when they're taking the game off? Um, uh, a management, a load management. Load management. What the hell is that? So do you factor load management into, you know, because I think that, I thought that was supposed to prevent players from getting hurt. And you went from 82 games, I'm talking about NBA basketball, you went from 82 games to 72 games. Yes, you came back a little sooner from the bubble and all that. I get it. But you also had the choice whether or not to play. So you can't really just say, oh, Adam Silver made us play. Adam Silver ain't make you do nothing. You decided with your family whether it was going to be safe for you to come back and get that money because you know that's what it's all about at the end of the day and you did what you had to do and now you got to deal with it. And so, again, man, I just think that, you know, it, it, it's going to get, hopefully it gets better. But I don't know, Bob, you know, and I think it's turning the purists, the ones who watch the game for the, the fundamentals of the game, to watch a game, you know, and, and, and enjoy watching a game. They get turned off by all these commercials and all this sponsored by and all this stuff. And I know, I know it's been going on for years. I get it. But now it's just starting to just really, really just infiltrate. You know, you get more commercials in a game than you get the game. So I, I don't know, man, you know, where we're going with this, man. But I just hope that, um, you know, everybody is, you know, doing their due diligence and, and, and making sure that they're all right. And, yeah, I said it earlier in the show. I didn't get no shot. And, yeah, I'm doing my due diligence. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Because I'm sitting up here watching these people that, like Chris Paul, they got the, they got the vaccination, and he's in, where, where is he at right now? Okay? So don't beat me in the head about nothing. All right. So that's going to be it, man. I'm going to get out of here, man. Bob, I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm going to start tapping to take an Uber home so I could be home by 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights because this is nonsense. But um, I'm going to get out of here, man. And um, I'll catch up to y'all next week, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. Get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at me on Facebook, After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. That's the name of the group. I um make sure you check out for that single. It's called Summertime. I right, it's on all the streaming platforms. I right? Paho City is the name of the label and the name of the artist, which is me, RM Desk. All right, salute, and I'll holler at y'all, man. Me and Bob got to talk about some things behind the scenes. Peace.
Hi, Perry Atkinson here. I just wanted to say thank you for your continued prayers and support of the Dove during this most interesting time. Since we've been permanently banned from YouTube, it's been a challenge. But your prayers and your financial support has sustained us. And by the way, if you still feel led to help us, you can go to thedove.us and right there on the front page of the website, you can support the Dove safely and securely. I just want to say thank you for doing it. By the way, if you're not getting this powerful devotional, we'll send it to you with no obligation. Give us a call or safely and securely go online at thedove.us. And thank you. Thank you for believing in, praying for, and supporting the mission of the Dove. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. 102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 5 Four one four two three five seven zero four, or message her at freedomlake.com slash grateful heart photography or heroes.app slash pages slash grateful heart photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by grateful heart photography. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dreaming. 
You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dyeanddreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dyeanddreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Do you want a positive start to your mornings with the latest news, fun stories, and up-to-date weather? Then tune in to the Dove Morning Show. We've got it all. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome to the Dove Morning Show. I'm Perry Long with... With national and regional news and a community focus... Our show is unique and guaranteed to make your mornings fun and informative. So, what are you waiting for? Join Perry, Steve, and Polina weekday mornings from 6 to 8 for Mornings on the Dove.